and thank you for joining us for our podcast series highlighting the key changes proposed for the Quality Payment Program in the 2020 proposed rule. In this series, we hope to inform you of what you can expect for QPP in 2020. My name is Kelly Smith from the Intelligence SERS team. Here at Intelligence SERS, we help small practices in Iowa, Nebraska, North Dakota, and South Dakota understand and be successful in the Quality Payment Program. The 2020 proposed rule was released on July 29th and contains proposed changes for the physician fee schedule and the quality payment program. In part one of our series, we discussed the general changes proposed for 2020. Today, in part two, we will discuss the key changes proposed for the quality category of QPP. We encourage you to also listen to parts three and four of the series. Part three focuses on the changes proposed for the improvement activity and promoting interoperability categories. Part four focuses on the cost category. Let's start with the weight for quality. The proposed weight for quality in 2020 is 40%, a decrease from 45% in 2019. By law, the quality and cost categories must have equal weights by 2022. So CMS is gradually decreasing the weight of the quality category each year and increasing the weight of the cost category. Proposed weight for the quality category in 2021 is 35% and 30% in 2022. There is also a proposal to increase the data completeness requirement from 60% to 70%. The reason for the proposed increase is to ensure a more accurate assessment of clinicians' performance. Based on CMS's analysis, most clinicians are already meeting or exceeding the 70% threshold. The average data completeness rate for small practices in performance year 2017 was 74.76%. I want to point out that already finalized in the 2019 rule is a new policy that measures not meeting data completeness in 2020 will receive zero points although small practices will continue to receive three points if they do not meet data completeness. The focus for 2020 is creating and supporting meaningful measures. For this reason, CMS is proposing to remove approximately 55 measures, mostly measures that are low bar, standard of care, process, and are not considered meaningful. CMS is also proposing significant changes to many of the quality measures. This will allow clinicians to focus on high-priority outcome measures that are meaningful to improving health outcomes. Information about proposed measure changes, removals, and additions can be found at the end of the proposed rule in tables A through DD. There are four new proposed measures for 2020 and one for 2021. The first new proposed measure is titled International Prostate Symptom Score or American Urological Association Symptom Index Change 6 to 12 months after diagnosis of a benign prostatic hyperplasia process. This measure will measure the percentage of patients with a three-point improvement in scores from diagnosis versus 6 to 12 months later. If finalized, this will be a patient-reported outcome high-priority measure. The next proposed measure would be titled Multimodal Pain Management. It measures the percentage of patients age 18 and older undergoing select surgical procedures that were managed by multimodal pain medicine. This will be a process measure 
but will be high priority because it is opioid related. Next is the adult immunization status measure, which measures the percent of members 19 years of age or older who are up to date on recommended routine vaccines. This will be a process measure. If this measure is finalized, the individual measures for influenza, pneumonia, and shingles will be removed, as this combines all three into one measure. If you are currently reporting these three measures and only reporting six measures, you may want to start looking for new measures you can report on in 2020 in case this measure is finalized. The final new proposed measure for 2020 is the functional status change for patients with neck impairments. This is a patient-reported outcome performance measure of risk-adjusted change in functional status for patients age 14 and older with neck impairments. If finalized, this measure will be a patient-reported outcome high-priority measure. The new measure proposed to begin in 2021 is the all-cause unplanned admission for patients with multiple chronic conditions. This is a risk-adjusted outcome measure that uses the outcome of acute unplanned admissions to assess care quality. It includes Medicare fee-for-service beneficiaries age 65 or older who have two or more of nine chronic conditions. This will be an outcome high-priority measure. This measure is being proposed to begin in 2021 to give CMS time to work through operational factors to implement this measure. Also included in the proposal are new specialty measure sets for speech-language pathology, audiology, clinical social work, chiropractic medicine, pulmonology, dietitian and nutritional professionals, and endocrinology. Another proposal is to establish alternative benchmarks for measures with a benchmark that could potentially result in inappropriate treatment. These benchmarks would be set using a flat percentage for collection types where the top decile is higher than 90%. The two measures in the proposal affected by this new policy are MIPS Measure 1, Diabetes Hemoglobin A1C Poor Control, and MIPS Measure 236, Controlling High Blood Pressure. Additionally, CMS is seeking comment on implementation of a new opioid measure titled Potential Opioid Overuse. This measure's intent is to report the extent of long-term high-dose opioid prescribing, prescribing with the goal of improving patient safety. While testing indicates that the measure is important, feasible, reliable, valid, and usable, there are potential challenges with implementation into EHRs. CMS is specifically seeking comment on if you would select this measure to report on, if you would implement in it, it in its current state, how the measure can be improved, if there are any current opioid dosage workflows they can, should consider, and any challenges you foresee for measure implementation. Finally, I want to just briefly touch on the MIPS Value Pathway, or MVP, which is a participation framework CMS is proposing to begin in 2021. The goal of MB MVP is to move towards reporting an aligned set of measures more relevant to a clinician's specialty. This alignment would connect measures across the four MIPS categories. A clinician or group would be in one MVP associated with their specialty or the conditions they treat. 
MVPs would focus on population health and public health measures and aim to reduce the reporting burden for clinicians. Because this may be a significant shift in the way many clinicians participate in MIPS, CMS is asking you to review the MIPS Value Pathway request for information and submit your comments on the proposal. This could completely change how you report measures, so we really encourage you to read about this and provide comments on it. CMS is really looking for feedback on this part of the proposal. Thanks again for joining us today. If there is part of the proposal you feel strongly about, we encourage you to submit comments to CMS. Comments are due by September 27, 2019 at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and may be submitted electronically through regulations.gov. Follow the Submit a Comment instructions. You can also submit a comment by regular, express, or overnight mail, or by hand or courier. The mailing address for your comments and the link to the proposed rule can be found by going to our website, telogenqpp.com. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in to Part 3 to hear more about the changes proposed for the improvement activity and promoting interoperability categories. We hope you found this podcast informative. If you have any questions, please reach out to me at 515-223-2164 or by email at kesmith at telegen.com. Have a great day.